Blog Talk Radio. On mute. Oh, my bad. He did that. My bad. Can you hear me now, VJ? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Sometimes we get get carried away when we have so many devices uh, around here. So now we we good to go. We're live on JC Hawk Radio on Blog Talk Radio. You can find us there. Uh, you can replay this on Facebook Live, on Instagram. Uh, you can face, uh, replay this on what's that? T- um, Twitch. Stitch. Stitch. Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, uh, iHeart Radio, and uh, all the other formats that our super duper producer BJ got us doing. So what is ABQ? That's Albuquerque. Oh, <laughs> that's like barbecue in the house. Albuquerque, you know what I'm saying? Albuquerque, New Mexico, in it, the it, house. It, it, so again, that's another market. I love when Tim jumps on because again, it showcases the fact that you know our movement is moving. It's not just in Vegas. It's not just in Georgia. It's not just in New York, Florida, Alaska. But we're working on that to get into Tim's backyard, his neighborhood. I know he's having a great football season with the boys as a head boys football coach. And uh, we do's what we do's. You got anything you want to add before we get going? Because, you know, I always talk a lot. Uh, I do want to say my daughter is at a powder puff game tonight. Okay. Powder puff. So, you know, that is the tradition for girls football. Yeah, powder puff during homecoming week. Yep, yep. Is she playing? She's no, she's just a spectator. Okay, she she was required to be there with the dance team. Oh, with the dance team. Okay, because if she was playing, I would have been over there doing this live (laughs) and showing, showcasing the uh, powder puff. But you know what? We didn't get a chance to do that. So let's go ahead. We got three great topics tonight. We got, you know, there's been some big tryouts around the United States with the women's football teams. we got Big Frank on here. Okay, Frank, Frank. All right. We're going to talk about coaches, camps, and clinics. Uh, how serious do you want to take the game? you got to take your, your coaching skills to the next level. I don't care what level, but you got to take it to the next level by going to these camps and conferences. And we're going to talk about the Glazer Clinic. It's one of the premier clinics uh, for football across the United States. And then we're talking about securing fields for games and practices. That's some of the big issues as part one of football teams, as girls teams, as women football teams and even men's semi-pro teams. So we're going to get busy, we're going to get started, and we're going to go ahead and get things with quarter number one. <laughs> We've had some tryouts, you know, tryouts around the United States. It was a big weekend uh, for the WNFC 
Uh, they had their national tryouts on October 5th. I've been seeing a lot of social media uh, from those events, uh, from the Dallas Elite Spartans. Uh, the San Diego Rebellion was another team that I've seen some media attention on, uh, social media, as well as um, oh, what's that new team? It's not a new team. It's their small market out in Texas. But they had about 60 women out there trying out for the team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people ask me, is it too early to start tryouts uh, for something that doesn't start until March? And I tell them no. you got to start getting the interest of these ladies now. Uh, same thing if we were pushing flag football at the high school. This is the time to put out an interest meeting or le- letter uh, and possibly do one or two, uh, you know, practices a week. But tryouts is not really like tryouts and cut. It's more like, hey, come out, see if you like it and enjoy it, and then we'll take it from there. Uh, some teams might have a, another tryout like in January to finalize their roster. I know some of the leagues have rosters uh, that have limitations. So at that point in time, you start cutting down. I think it's 53-woman roster. I know for us in flag football, our varsity roster is 25. JV is unlimited. Freshman is unlimited. So, you know, those are the things that took place this weekend, and uh, you know it was some great things. Okay. Just, just okay. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Fabulous! It's phenomenal. There we it's go. Out of this world. There <laughs> we go. That's what we're talking about. It has to be phenomenal. It has to be fabulous. Yeah. It has to be out of this world because it is football. I know tonight we got the uh, who we got on TV tonight? San Francisco Forty Nine and Cleveland Browns. San Francisco kicking butt in Cleveland was doing what they always do, get down to the goal line, don't score. But I'm not a fan, so I'm not going to hate on them. But going back to the tryouts, you know, it's, it's very important as a coaching staff to get as many uh, bodies as possible out because you want the best of the best. And when I looked at some of the tryouts, it was, numbers were good. It was some great activity. I know For the women's team? Yeah, for the women's teams. I saw the women women doing their things, and they did things like, you know, bag drills, routes, catching the ball, um, some sort of initiation of, hey, this is going to be tough type of situation. Are you tough? And they had some of the rookies running through the, uh, what do you want to call it when there's people in the line on one side and the other side and you got to run in between? What would you call it? The soul train line? A soul train <laughs> line. A slow train line. Well, really, you got people on this side, this side, and you got somebody going right down the middle. Right. But I I didn't say it was music going on. (laughs) A slow train line. Carly got jokes tonight. You are feeling it, right? You got (laughs) jokes tonight. Hey, Bill, what's going on? Welcome to Four Course Coach Lee and Carla. We got a great topic about tryouts. Uh, If you have any response about tryouts, any questions, please feel free to. So um, do they really cut, though? at those tryouts, or do they just kind of get a feel of what the girls can do? Okay. In my opinion, I think it should be a feel. It should be a lot of opportunities to showcase your talents. Mm -hmm. Uh, At this point in time, where are we at? In October? So you got October, November, December, January. Mm -hmm. So you got four months before you really need to narrow that down because when February comes, you need to start installing and doing the things you need to do because your league probably started at the end of March 
beginning of April. Okay. So I would say that this is an opportunity to kind of do like a like like camps, uh, be it one day a week, two days a week. But you 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 will see the best athletes, and you know they can make the team. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's those those athletes have never played before. This is their opportunity to get football one on one in, uh, to to learn uh, how to get in three point stands. You know some of the rules, maybe how to tackle, how to run routes, how to um, decipher what the offense is and how a play is called, um, lifting weights, running, getting shape, football IQ. This is the time. So that's why I think I don't think it's to the point right now where it's one tryout and they're done. Mm-hmm. It's, it should be several tryouts. I know in the past for me, I've had as many as uh, 120 girls or 120 women try out for my women's team. Um, in the past, for girls flag football, I've had in a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. So right now, in the high school division right now, and what I'm doing, we put together a 12-week program three days a week. So that's 36 practices I get to, to involve these girls in to see if they really have the skills to play flag football. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we teach them everything. If you go to uh, with Girls Football Association on YouTube, mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of highlights of me teaching uh, certain techniques. So it's my job at that point to have the girls fall in love with the sport. Okay. And you have. I mean, from what I've witnessed, I mean, he's got a lot of girls coming out to play or to, to learn. To learn. And, and, and to work out. And then you know who's committed and who's really enjoying themselves because they're constantly coming back out and want more. So, you know, when it comes down to tryouts, you want to narrow it down to the best of the best when you only have a limited number of space. Mm-hmm. Number, what's this over here? Yeah. Yeah. Knows it. Uh, okay. And uh, so when you got limited space, you got to get the quality players. Mm-hmm. But if you give them enough time um, to learn the game, you'll find more quality players as they learn the game. Okay. You know, so again, you're using the bags, you, you're throwing the ball, you got people that don't know what position they want to play. So this is your opportunity to put them in and around to find out what's best for them and the team. Okay. Jenny's tryouts. So, you know, those are the things that go on when it comes down to tryouts. Unlike the NFL, it's like when you start camp, you get cut the next day, the next week. You know, today narrowed down to their 53. I think they can have 100, 100 guys in camp. So every week they're cutting down. So I haven't been in the game uh, in a few years with the women. Not sure knowing what the rules are and when they have to have their roster finalized, but we've had tryouts continuously. You know, that's just a nice word to say, come on out and learn to play. Right. You know. Uh, some teams ran the 40-yard dash and do the combine drills, the vertical jumps, some other stuff, uh, the, the L drill, the what other, what other drills they do. Help me out, Tim, if you're still on here. Help me out with some, some drills. Come on, Tim. Wake up. What, what, what did you just say? What, drills? Yeah. Uh, like two. I know. I only named two because it, it's been so so long. 40-yard dash? Well, 40-yard dash, the vertical jump, the broad jump, the standing long jump, um, the, you know, teaching. I mean, they, they do testing on backpedal and opening run drills, uh, catching the ball, running routes, throwing. 
So there's a lot of things that you can you can work on as 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 a individual within those tryouts. And as coaches, you're, you're trying to see what type of athletic girls or women you have to be able to place them in the best position possible for the team. Right. So that's what it's all about. Tryouts is, is great. Uh, like I said, I know that the the WNFC has had had major tryouts this weekend. I'm not sure what took place here in Vegas. Oh, somebody trying to call. Always trying to call when we're on our show, but you know what? We're going to let that be. You know what I'm saying? So have you ever been in a tryout before? Um, Not well. I was cheerleader and dancer. We had a tryout. Okay. <laughs> we did. We had I mean, but, but even. But there were limited spots, too. It wasn't uh, like everybody could be a part of it. Right, but even when you tried out, wasn't it like a, a two-week period where you learned the routine? Yeah. Or, well, or like more like three mm-hmm. days. Three days, okay. Mm-hmm. So it was intense, three days. Mm-hmm. And you learned a particular routine, and then that's what you would judge on the next team. Right, right, right. Gotcha. And when I was in middle school, I don't even think that we had to try out. I did try out for sports, or I did play sports in, in middle school. That was my experience. But um, knowing I wasn't talented and I was on the team, I don't think they had tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't limit yourself. What are you looking for, some fail? Oh my goodness. Carly got jokes tonight. <laughs> jokes. Those who are on Facebook Live can see the jokes. Alright? For some reason my mustache is like itching. You know what I'm saying? It, what's wrong with it? I don't know. Okay. Maybe this irritated from shaving it, I don't know. Uh yeah, maybe. Alright, so when it comes back to tryouts, okay. Uh, some of the things that coaches evaluate is how strong a person is, how fast a person is, um, how athletic that person is. You know, those are the main things that, as a coach, that's what I'm looking for. Or if they're coachable. Ah, uh, you are hitting it. They got to be coachable. Yeah. You know, you want coachable athletes. Uh, no matter how good the athlete is, they're no good to the team if they're not coachable. That's true. So you're seeing how they. Uh, react in the, in the in the learning environment, a coachable moment. Can they take instruction and and do as you ask them to do? Uh, so those are some of the things that, when it comes to tryouts for whatever sport it is, it's an opportunity for you to showcase your skills and uh, showcase your knowledge. Do they even have tryouts for the boys? Well, in the high school? Yeah. Yes, they do. Okay. But in high school, we don't cut. You know, you participate as many kids as possible um, because the more numbers you have, the less injuries occur. That's one of the reasons why. Uh, but also it looks intimidating when you got 95 kids running up at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. compared to the people across the only got 30. Right. So, again, uh, it all depends on how much equipment you have. But because you're talking about women's football and most women's football teams, the players have to buy their own equipment. So it's not a cost that comes with to the organization. Right. Uh, so, of course, again, I wouldn't cut. Uh, as long as you're consistent and you come to practice and want to learn, that would be what's best for, for the team. Okay? Okay. So you have anything else about tryouts? Did you notice anything? Did you see anything over the, over the weekend? Over the weekend? No, I haven't seen anything over the weekend. But, you know, I mean – you're more in tune with that than I am. Well, I'm on social media all the time. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't 
get off the social media. And football always pops up because I'm a part of so many different groups. Yeah, and I think here in, in Clark County School District, District, don't they have tryouts all on the same day, all the schools? Are well, pretty much scheduled the same day? Well, yes, 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 yes. The first official practice for flag football is November 16th. So what tends to happen, that's a Saturday, and most schools have tryouts on Saturday, um, and then they announce who made the team by, let's say, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So it's normally a mon- I mean, a, a Saturday and a Monday, and then on Monday afternoon or evening, they'll post who made the team or who made varsity, who made JV, and who made freshmen. Okay. So I don't know if everybody's cutting. I don't know if anybody in that situation, too, have to cut. Uh, but like I said, you can average about 75 girls, 25 on each level. That would be great. That's, that's optimal uh, numbers for flag football. And, you know, I don't know what the, the, the case was in Georgia recently. Uh, I just know that they had 30, so they had a cut. So they probably picked their best 30 and said, we're rolling with that. Right. And then that was it. So try out the tryouts, you know. If you watch the movie. I mean, really, here I am with my marketing and promoting. Like, you really have to get the word out there if you want a great turnout for your tryouts. Yeah. You know, you got you to gotta promote, 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 mm-hmm. you know, early enough that the girls can have it on their calendar and, and be ready to go. Well, that's part of why we started 12 Week in Advance. It's constant promotions. And maybe starting next week, I'm going to put out another uh, promotion on campus that is not too late to join. We got a lot of girls on my campus who are excited about wanting to try out and play. Uh, that plays soccer, that play volleyball. Like I was at volleyball, I mean, soccer game after my training today, and I was out there for about a good thirty minutes just to to show my face. Mm-hmm. So again, if I'm on campus, I'm always promoting. Hey, there's Coach Lee. He's the black football coach. So I'm always reaching out and seeing athletes do what they love to do, and try to implement. Like we had this other show when we were putting girls in the right places based on their sport. I think we did that last week. Mm-hmm. And so I would talk to them. I would talk to the parents. Oh, I can't wait till you come out. Oh, you're going to be a great wire Oh, you're going to be a great DB. Are you sure, Coach Lee? Yes. Yeah. Now, does it cost a tryout? Now, that's a good question. There are some organizations that do use it as a fundraiser. I mean, they look at it this way. If you're serious about the game, you'll pay the $20, $25 to try out. And they might, be, might apply to your your feats mm. if you make the team. Okay. Um, most teams do have like a player fee outside of the uniform that helps subsidize travel and, and uniforms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, most teams do have a fee of twenty dollars. And again, again, it's a good fundraiser. Because don't the kids um, even at the high schools here have to pay that athletic fee in order to participate. participate. Right. Now, that goes to the athletic department to cover. Right, but I think you have to do it before tryouts, don't you? Well, at my school, no. Okay. My school is in a different situation. We're in a neighborhood that's kind of what we call Title One neighborhoods, which are those neighborhoods where there's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So the school is not trying to take money from a kid who's not going to make the team. So you have all your paperwork lined up to try out. Once you make the team, then you pay the fee because that $20 goes towards their letter, their patch, their award that the school gives them. Right. It goes towards that. So at my school, no, you know, you don't have to pay the tryout. And at most schools, you don't have to pay the tryout. But it is a administrative fee 
you know, to do the paperwork and some other stuff. Okay. Okay, but that, that's a great question about, hey, you know, if you are a guy and you're trying out, you know, for semi-proteins and proteins, I don't think you should pay if they're going to be paying you to play. But what that does, it gets some of the riffraff out. They just want to have uh, people that have skin in the game. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's, they, they cut the riffraff. Anybody can say, oh, I'll go out there and try it out. But, Hi, Quante. Hey, Richard. Okay, we got some. Got my boy Richard. Show four quarters with Coach Lee and yeah. Carla. Yeah, that's us. That's my boy Richard. Hold up, been doing that cat for a long time. You know what I'm saying? We go way back playing basketball, AAU basketball, and of course, you know, went to high school together. Went to University of Arizona. He's still in Arizona. Well, thanks for checking us out today. Definitely, yeah. checking us out. What's up, Rich? Thanks for tun- tuning in. We talk four quarters with Coach Lee and Carla. We talk about women and girls football because that's what we're pushing. Her turn the ball. Right. And he coaches that thing at Chandler High School, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. So let's go ahead and move on to quarter number two. Coaches, camps, and clinics. Yeah, I was just looking up that uh, Glazier Clinic for the coaches. Right. And, you know, in 2008, I created the very first uh, women's football camp and conference here in Vegas. We did five of them. Here and my super duper uh, producer BJ was a part of it. Uh, great information back then and even now uh, because I took the, I took the sport serious, mm-hmm. and so we created the women's tackle football camp and conference here in Las Vegas 2008. Uh, we had some great turnouts. Could it have been better? Yes. Um, I think the most that we had was 100 participants when we had it over at the UNLV Sports Complex. Okay. Um, And that was probably the best one. We had some top-notch speakers. But my thing is this. If you are a football player and you want to get your football IQ up, if you are a coach, I don't care what level, Pop Warner football, girls football, women's football, high school football, junior high school football, college football, you got to go to these camps. And, you know, as you can explain what you see on the screen, that they're all over the United States. These are top quality coaches that are there uh, contributing to your education. Right, right. And don't be fooled. Coaches do need an education. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because they've played the sport doesn't mean that they necessarily know the, the coaching aspect of it or the teaching aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it definitely. And then also you want to be abreast of any updates, you know, new things coming new policies, new procedures, new routes, new whatever. You new know, techniques. You want to be a part of that. And it's also a networking opportunity. You always talk about networking. Well, I, I, I love it when you do that. <laughs> I love it, yes. It's definitely a networking situation where there's job opportunities uh, that can come to you based on going to those camps and, and clinics. Yes. Definitely. Do you want to talk a little bit more about Well, I was just looking at the Glazier clinics. I mean, I'm sure there's other coaching clinics that are out there. This is just one of the more popular ones. And, um, shoot, there's what? Between January and March is basically clinic season. It's season, yes. And you'll find one pretty much anywhere near, uh, somewhere near you. We have here in Vegas, we're having February 6th through the 9th. But they have it broken down, so they have, Athletic performance is one, and they have head coach academy as a separate one. Mm-hmm. And then they have uh, option specialty clinic. So it doesn't give detailed information. I guess you could get yeah, more information. Do this. Just click that. 
There you go. They tell you all who's all coming, everything. Well, all the parts you got to go to the partner with Leisure. There's lots of partners. Uh, Liberty High School, Henderson, Rich, Morocco. Right. Well, that's the uh, thing of quote, quote of why he goes to the clinics and camps. But there's 20 speakers and topics that will be discussed in that February 6th to 9th, 2020. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying Vegas because that's you know, where we are, but, I mean, they're everywhere, Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Charlotte, Cincinnati, Denver, Dallas. Just look up the glazierclinics.com mm-hmm. and get that uh, itinerary that's closest to you. Right, but I think you can pull up the itinerary. And most schools, if you work, if you coach for a school, will pay for the clinic, correct? Right, it's in, it's in our school budget. What were you saying about that? Oh, I was just saying if you can go to our itinerary so you can talk about what some of the topics that might be. Uh, generated in those things. But, yes, if you're at a school, normally you either fundraise and put that in your budget, but you should have a budget together um, that you can attend these camps. I know Nike is another top-notch uh, clinic that goes nationwide, so that would be all the colleges that are Nike schools. Most of their coaches are on, on the, the travel around and they talk. Adidas is the other. Under Armour, have, Under Armour has not put one together yet. That might be somebody that we go after. For what? A clinic? A clinic. Under Armour does not actually um, host a clinic. I know Nike, Adidas, and then Glacier. Mm-hmm. And they're predominantly for the high school coaches uh, ran by or by college coaches and or top high school coaches across the United States. And um, there you go. And it's more than just football. There's other sports. There's, there's every sport are at the Glacier Clinic. But football in detail gets most of the, the time. Right. And I, I've gone to several. I've been to, I've been to a couple classes, too, because they have specific topics on fundraising sometimes and marketing, mm-hmm. which is where my area of expertise is. Right. So I've attended some courses in that area. But it's not really giving the itineraries. I think probably it's probably too soon. Um, got the date. Got the date. Um, it's got the locations, the clinic locations, but it doesn't really. That's a season pass. Yeah. Overview, experience of clinic, clinic, cities and baseball. What's included? Let's see what's included. Well, it talks about the savings. You can talk about the price plan. <laughs> Let's see. For a single coaches, uh, early birds one twenty four, regular price one forty nine, and then if you want to take your whole staff, it's about five hundred bucks. Well, the entire staff right here, four ninety nine if you get the early bird. No, I mean three forty nine. And then four ninety nine regular. Right, and if you want to do your entire staff, you know that's up to. It depends on the number of students. That's how they're. Gauging it, so over 500 students. It's about 500 is the early bird. Okay. Yeah. So small school, big school. Yes, but there's an unlimited number that is included in that 500 bucks. Got you. So if you get all your teams, all your sports teams, coaches to come. Right. See, and what I would do is I would go ahead and go with the unlimited number if I had a feeder system, mm-hmm. like a 14U, 12U, 10U, 8U coaching staff, and there might be five coaches on each staff, 
mm-hmm. plus my staff, that would be beneficial. Right, but they have a volleyball, a soccer, a track and field, basketball. So there's other sports other than football that your the coaches could also participate for that five hundred bucks. Right. So if you're an athletic director, yeah, it's a good deal. Definitely. But again, as a football coach, I'm offering you know spots for my youth football coaches. Right. Because that makes sense. my kids. My kids that are coming into my system wouldn't get better if my coaches down those at the lower levels weren't that great. There's special pricing for youth coaches. Is it? Uh, they save 125 bucks. Okay, there you go. So again, coaches, you know, make sure that you are getting top education. If you are a women's football player or an adult football player, you need to go to these events as well. The reason why is because it's about football IQ. Get to understand what the coaches are talking about. As they're diagramming, uh, as they're showcasing and showing uh, video footage, uh, drills and tips and all those other great things. Uh, I know I've made a lot of great connections with coaches across the United States, uh, and I implemented a lot of the things that I've seen. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time about language, the verbiage for football, and how everybody. How they communicate with players. Well, how we communicate, but what I call. Pro right strong, somebody else might call oh, it. Oh, you're talking about lingo. Lingo, okay. yeah. That's so, right. again, you'll find the, the, the latest lingo, and then you try to interpret it to what goes into your program as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I hear people say kings, kings means strong side, queens means weak side. Right. You know, so it's, just, it's the same thing we're talking about. You just call it tomato, I call it tomato, you know, but you get to hear it, you know, firsthand. You know, coaches on the East Coast talk a little bit different slang than those in the South. You know, the same thing on the West Coast and up North. So, so again, it's an opportunity as a player to go and learn. And then also, you might become a coach. And it gives you a better understanding of what your coaches are trying to pass on to you. Uh, again, Nike. Go to Nike.com. Nike Camps and Clinics or NikeFootball.com will be another one. Uh, go to Adidas as well. I think those are the three biggest camps and conferences. Okay. I know that the NFL had did something with the women a few years ago. I know they charged them up the yin yang to go down in New Orleans. That was the last time I was involved in the football. Um, and I'm not sure what they did outside of on the field drills. Do they ever do like mindset training at these camps and clinics, or is it really more fundamental? Uh, fundamental. So, you know, so self-development can be a, a, a separate component that's outside of camps and clinics that coaches can be a part of as well. Because I always say, and I always and I always tell Coach Lee, like the mindset is, is so very important to winning culture. Right. You know, it's not just knowing what to do and where to be and all of that. I mean, that, of course, is important. But mindset, you know, believing you can, you know, believing – in yourself, right? You know and, that positive thinking, and it and it comes from coaches knowing what they know. Um, for example, today, you know, I'll, oh, you got to take a break. I'll be right back. All right, she'll be right back after these messages. No, I'm just playing. But um, as I was speaking before, as I was speaking before, um, I'm at a school that hasn't won. There's not many banners in the gym at all. The school's only 10 years old, so that's understood. But I've gone to several different games, uh, sporting events, and when we supposed to win, we win. 
when we're into a, a, a tussle with somebody, you know, if the other team scores first, mm-hmm. we tend to be downhill. We only end the game as long as we score first. So the mindset is definitely important. Mm-hmm. And actually today I, I kind of, in one of my classes that I run uh, with all athletes from different sports, I asked them that ultimate question. Why do our school suck in sports? You know, and I closed the door and I let them answer the question. And it was it was very interesting, some of the answers that I got back. Okay. Um, consistency. Coaches. I mean, they had, they had three head football coaches in the last year. From one resigning to one during one year uh, to one only was there for a month. So really four head coaches in one year in, in about 365-day span or a little bit longer. Um, coaches not understanding the, the culture of the players and where they come from, their background um, were some of the answers. Uh, some of the kids not taking care of their grades. And these are all mindset things that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to play sports if you don't have the grades. And you got to know that up front. And then you tell them that, but you also got to put in place some kind of study hall, some kind of uh, accountability going to class program, mm-hmm. uh, which I've implemented at my prior school. Um, so, again, it was very interesting, very interesting um, to hear from the students themselves about why they – why their school's not winning. Is that Dr. Bob? That's Dr. Bob on board. What's up, Dr. Bob? Yes, Deanna Carla. We multitasking. We do football. <laughs> we do everything. All right? So if anybody got the score of tonight's game, that's probably why you're tuning in because the game was probably boring, the Browns. But anyway, mindset is everything, not only in the business market but in athletics. Of course. My, I, I got a buddy, uh, Dr. Corey Yeager who's now with the Detroit Pistons, mm-hmm. um, and that's what he does. He, I mean, he's a sports – I want to say sports psychologist um, that talks about the mindset of being great. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're at the at the pro level, you know, your mind got to be right. So we're, we're talking about going down as young as 10, 12 years old and understanding the mindset and being a winner um, and not giving up. and Things are going to happen. But why I think that's important for the coach to have that self-development is because they're probably going to be the one to have to put that into the kids as well. Right. You so, know, if you're constantly berating them, berating them, berating them, downfucking them, I mean, the morale just drops. And, you know, losing is inevitable when there is no morale. So, I, I mean, that's why I just bring up, the, I mean, as part of the clinic, they, it's too bad that they don't implement it within the clinic, but they should. Well, they do. They have some, some people there that talk about mind, mindset, uh, and they do presentations where they even do um, uh, PowerPoints where it's an off-season program, and at this time, point in time of the off-season, you, you should be developing those type of things, not just when the season starts. Mm-hmm. So I've been to clinics where there's been some mindset uh, within the whole, off, the whole year program mm-hmm. um, in development. I know that I've implemented some things where we do uh, what I want to call it when you're visualizing mm-hmm. the game and hey Carl, you're going to get an interception tonight. Visualize it. That guy's going to run that post pattern, and you're going to cut right in front of him and get an interception. And I've seen kids who actually stepped up and intercepted the ball 
on that post pattern. Or I told somebody, hey, on the first carry of the game, we're going to uh, pro right strong K2 lead. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to the hole. You're going to cut out five, hit the sideline, score a touchdown. I've, I've done this, and it has it, it has happened. And the kids think that I'm psychic. <laughs> they do. You know that the law of attraction. The law of attraction, yes. But when you put it in your mind to say that you can do, right. it gets You done. have to see it. You have to visualize it to believe it. Right. And I can even say that with uh, with track and field. When people see the jumpers, especially jumpers, they're back there doing their little routine because they're seeing themselves jump. They're seeing themselves glide. They're seeing themselves going up and over the bar. Mm-hmm. And they're going back and forth and they get on their toes and they come back down and they get back up. So it's like a little routine. They're visualizing the steps, mm-hmm. their motions, their body, and everything. And that's how they're able to accomplish those things. Right. You know? So, again, it is in, in sports. But, like, you're right. At the high school level, the coaches have to go through it and they're able to present. They don't have the budget to, to bring on a full-time uh, mind coach. Okay. You know? So that's what's been hindering for high school. It's not in the budget. I understand. You know, but... But I'm just saying for a, like, even for your own personal development. I mean, it's sometimes it's you just got to invest in your own development. Right, but, but but that's where the parents come in. You talking about for the players or for the coaches? The coaches. Yes, 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 yes. You guys definitely, uh, you know, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of education on mindset when it comes to coaching, uh, having the winning mentality, the winning attitude, the, uh, the secret to winning, you know, getting your players hyped up. I'm not the hype-up man. It's funny. I talk a lot, but I'm not that rah, 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 let's go, 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 kick butt, kick butt. I'm more of that practical coach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I like to be kind of like by myself so I can I visualize. Hey, Free. Oh, we got some more folks jumping on. Okay, Chase, what's up? You know? But <laughs> the show is, 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 is we're picking up. We're doing what we do. Again, share, 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 you know, Watch party, do what you got to do to get more people on on board. Um, but you know those counseling clinics, going back to the topic, mm-hmm. are very important to development of your coaching staff. It's an opportunity for you and your coaching staff to kind of get away from the campus, go learn some football. You know, I rent a room, a big room, mm-hmm. a hotel room, and we'd come upstairs and and everybody would pitch in on what they learned because all the coaches are going to different things, so you can hit everything. Right. So the more coaches you have, the more information you can get. See that. And so we would sit down at the round table, and we would talk about what we learned. And we would go to the board and explain it. Um, because, again, you're as weak as your weakest link. And sometimes your coaches aren't uh, on point when it comes to X's and O's. They're on point with yelling and, and blowing a whistle, but being able to teach. You know, and and that's what these camps and clinics are all about: learning the information and then turn around and teach the information. So again, find out where the local camps and clinics are. Uh, if you don't have one in your area because you're in the rural part of the United States, come to Vegas. <laughs> anybody can come to Vegas. But what I was going to say is, why not call the other coaches in your area, in your town, and just have a, a powwow, sit down. You know, and and have each coach. Talk on the on the on the topic. I know we we did that here in Vegas. Uh, when you said Coach Rick, uh, Rich Morocco, uh, we did it with the Raiders uh, NFL Heads Up program, and I actually spoke on fundraising. Uh, that was one of my strengths. So I talked about fundraising, you know, 
Everybody else is talking about other things. And it wound up being pretty cool because we opened it up to the youth football coaches to learn from the high school coaches who've learned from the college coaches who've learned from the NFL coaches. So it's a trickle-down situation. All right. I mean, time is flying. You were four-quarter coach Lee and Carla. You know, hey, is there anything else you want to talk about as far as camps and clinics? I think we can move on to quarter number three. Okay, since so you said it, quarter number three. Now we are on securing fields. Fields for both practices and games. Yes. Okay. What do you know about that? Well, uh, you got to find where the grass is. <laughs> so you, so you got to find where the grass is green, right? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I know in this town some uh, fields could be scarce. Yes. Um, so you, you, if you, I mean, with the thing about girls is you can kind of be a little creative with the space. You just need an open field. If you know the dimensions, you can go ahead and paint your own field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, that, I mean, that's really it. It's just, if you're out, not on a football field, you're going to look for a big grassy area or maybe, you know, even on the campus, you know, what big patch of grass can you actually put a field on? For practice, you don't necessarily have to draw the whole field. You could just have that space and use markers. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you have a game, of course, you want to definitely have a, a, a field that the girls can play on. And um, we've used outfield space from baseball. Baseball, right. Um, and elementary schools have right. big grassy areas that they, you know, do activities on. Um, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, if I'm doing a women's football team and I'm in a town like Las Vegas, I try to be centrally located. If you tend to be on one side of town or the other side of town, you're going to lose those people that have to travel the furthest. So if you try to make it where everybody's kind of driving the same distance, um, a lot of times it was convenient for me. Where I live is where we're going to practice, you know. Uh, But also the availability. You know, what local parks are available? Uh, are they willing to give you the permit to be on the facilities? Are they giving you light time? Do you have to pay for it? Uh, so those are some of the things that you – Well, football just seems to be one of those sports that's hardest to find fields. Like you can find soccer fields, you can find baseball fields, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Football is the hardest to place. Um outside of, you know, a normal stadium at the high school or something like that. Right. But girls football, there's a little more flexibility because you can use a soccer field, you know, mm-hmm. um, if they allow you to because, you know, some soccer, some parks only designate mm-hmm. certain sports for certain fields. Right. And like you said earlier, with the flag football, our field dimensions are 100 yards by 40 yards wide. Um, you don't need the whole field. So if you can find something 40 by 40 space, that's about all you would need. 40 by 40. Um, if you're looking, if you if you're if you play normal football, regulation football, which is 120 by 53, you need some find some 53 yards and 40 yards. So you just need a portion of the field to accomplish what you need to accomplish. And most of the public parks, um, you know, if they have a field or whatever, the rentals are usually on an hourly basis. Mm-hmm. So you might be looking at $25 an hour. As little as $25 an hour, as much as $125 an hour. I've, I've seen it go both ways. It all depends on where you're at and what city, uh, if you're profit or nonprofit. Those are some other things. 
You're talking about insurances as well, so you got to be able to cover insurance. Um, what we've done with the high schools here, I mean, for the women's teams, um, was you can rent the high school fields for, what, maybe 500? Yeah. Like 500. When I was a head coach at, 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 at one of my high schools, we rented it out for 500. If you go through the district, it might be more like 1,100. You know, but again, in kind agreement, you can you can set up with the school uh, where the, that team gets the snack bar and kind of work it out, and you you pay them a little bit of money to be on the field, but they get the snack bar, you know, and you get the gate. Uh, so you can work out a lot of situations with schools. Uh, again, it's it's about having to get the gap and understanding what you want, what you need, you know. And along with that comes insurance too. Right. So, you know, when you're looking for these fields, you're definitely going to have to budget in the insurance aspect of it. Hey, we got Bruce Ramsey can jump on here. We haven't seen Bruce in a, in a minute. What's up, Bruce? I know. We just throw a shout-out as we go through. I know. People are coming on. I don't know if they're staying on, but they're just passing through. Hey, even they pass through. I'm giving you a shout-out for just stopping on by. But, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, fields. And I know on the women's level, it's been hard. At the high school level for the girls, you already have the facilities. So it's just a matter of making sure that you, you get them on the master calendar that you need to utilize the field. So, for instance, it's football season now. Mm-hmm. I, the earliest I would be able to get on the um, on the fields would be as soon as the season's over with. Okay. So right now I think we have three more home games left at our school. So we got at least three to four weeks. Now this football season flew by. For you, it did. For me, it didn't. It's, been, it's going by slow. Really? Yeah, because I'm not involved. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a spectator. I'm not used to being a spectator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-oh, we got Mr. Cheyenne himself, the man. Oh, that's Coach Knox. Coach Knox. What's happening, big boss? So, again, we, gonna, we, we, we got some things for you. Um, you don't want to line up against me. He's going to start talking smack in a minute. But, anyway, you know, <laughs> So when it comes down to facilities and, and fields, if I'm a part one of football team, I got you. I'm watching you too. I'm watching you too. Um, you know, when it comes to a youth program, it's about parks and rec. It's about what relationships do you have with maybe your middle schools or your elementary schools. That's, but the thing about those middle schools and, 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 and elementaries, no lights. Oh, yeah. So, so. So most teams practice in the evening time, especially the youth programs. So with that being said, it's either a high school or a park. And here in Vegas, we're limited um, in space. We got multiple parks, but we got lots and lots of people who want to, to utilize them. So, so again, it's about having relationships. It's about talking to the, the directors at these parks, uh, building your program around the park. You know, the more kids that come from that immediate area, the more likely you'll be able to utilize that facility. Yes. Um, same thing when you when you do the high school situation. You want to become the feeder team for that high school. That's the best way to get in. You know, you you, you can be a, a desert shield, like like Coach Knight. Well, he's a Zulu. My bad. But again, he brings that to the schools. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the feeder program for that school. So even in flag football, once we get these Premier Seven football leagues up and going, mm-hmm. we want to create feeder programs within the school that the, that the, the girls can utilize the fields yes. for their games. I got that. So again, 
if your youth program is about talking to the parks, it's about talking to the coaches uh, at the high schools. If you are a women's team or a men's semi-pro team, I, I threw that in there because, again, a lot of the men use the, the high schools. You want to do an in-kind agreement, like you're providing a service uh, for the school, be it a mentoring program, be it that you're fundraising for their program, and that's how you would get in. Right. Okay. So, again, fields are scarce, but there's ways to get in. And you want to also make sure that the fields that you utilize are safe. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just grab any old field. You can't get no barnyard dirt field. That ain't going to work. <laughs> your parents are going to complain. Your kids are going to get hurt. And uh, that's not a, a good one plus two right there. That's just not. Okay. Um, again, securing insurance. Uh, either $1 million, $2 million policy in most cases for any any government entity like these parks or um, schools. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking to some private in, um, private fields. There are some people that own um, private parks or private workout gyms. You know, that's another thing that you want to work on. You know, at the high school, we have those facilities. We have everything that we need from weightlifting to gymnasiums, to tracks, to, to to football fields, soccer fields. So we we can utilize a lot of different areas. All right, all right. But if you go outside, entity outside of the high school. Um, as far as tournaments, Coach Knox, um, we will that that will take place next year. Um, next spring. Yeah, spring spring summer. All right. Actually, we are putting together uh, AAU uh, teams as well for the for the for the girls flag football. For our tournament, but we would like to have our national tournament where you actually are a part of your high school, and your seniors this year will be able to play, even though it's going to happen this summer in June. So your entire team, even though you might have six or seven seniors that graduate, they'll still be able to participate uh, in the tournament uh, in June. So we don't want to, you know, have you start up with a new team in June. It's going to be your old team from February that you guys can continue to practice. So we're going to give you some more information about but, that. But we may have a fundraising um, tournament as well in the spring, like with the adults and the high school girls. Right. We try to we try to launch one this fall, but it was kind of not enough time to promote it to the high school girls because they were just on summer break. So right. we want to maybe encourage it for the spring. Definitely. So we're going to have some fun with it. We, we're expanding, you know, girls football. And I guess that we can go ahead and move into quarter number four. We're at 750. We have 50 minute mark, so let's go ahead and uh, early on quarter number four. Hey, hey, hey! I'm trying to get back on time like we normally do. You know what I'm saying? Um, but let's go ahead, quarter number four. You know, it's really just announcements. It's just you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, Coach Knox bring up a, a, a great situation, and you brought up a good situation that when we created the Girls Football Association and we start talking about you know tournaments things. It was summertime, mm-hmm. and a lot of these coaches weren't even involved with their girls at all. Yeah. So we had to kind of flip it and kind of wait till now to start promoting it. Um, again, over where I'm at at Sunrise Mountain, we've already started our off-season program, our preseason program, 12 weeks, three practices a day, uh, voluntarily. It's not mandatory. Um, so we're we're starting to get those numbers up. But but part of that that growth is we have to get more coaches involved in the GFA. Yes. We we got to get you guys to go. Well, speaking of, 
I mean, we are a, on a membership drive campaign right now. Um, uh, we are, you know, you know, GFA's mission is 500,000 girls in 10,000 high schools, right? How do we get into the high schools? We need to connect with the athletic directors of each school because they're really the decision makers, you know, even though the coaches may want it, maybe girls want it, but it really the, the administration is are who we need to uh, touch in order to create these teams, right? So GFA is looking to be a part of the uh, National Athletic Directors Conference, which is going to be held um, December 13th through 17th, okay, this year, and it's going to be in the D.C. area. So we are right now membership drive, membership drive, membership drive. I mean, really, we are only as good as, as an organization as the membership, okay? So each and every person that supports the movement, I mean, each and every person that has been following us, each and every person that may have a daughter, granddaughter, or niece that plays, wants to play, or even just for their future, you know what I'm saying, of um, possible athletic opportunities, um, scholarship opportunities, right? Well, that's the next thing. Once we get that, that magical number of schools, right. we're going to gotcha. push that. Yeah. So my push is membership, membership. But we've, I mean, we've been kind of doing it passively, but – you know, since I have the audience right now, I'm, I'm needing your support into becoming a member. Um, we're looking at gfa.wildpapercost.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go there and click join us. Um, and, again, sign up your daughter, your granddaughter, your niece, or yourself. Um, and that, I mean, the money that we're using is to support the movement. So we are trying to get to this convention mm-hmm. to meet these 5,000, 6,000 athletic directors. That just makes our life so much easier when we can be in one place with all of these people that can make decisions. Correct? Correct. Do I have anybody on who hears me out there? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's your girl, Kathy. Didn't y'all go to Millican together? Kathy. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> She's my friend. And she went to school with you. But anyway, yeah, I, I definitely – I just put out a challenge to all the teams. You know, who can get the most members to join a GFA? It's about the foundation. It's about the future of, of girls' football, women's football. It starts with the foundation. And, you know, a lot of people are sleeping on it. They're not understanding the true purpose of what we're doing and how we are elevating not only – the sport, but opportunities for girls. Right. And with that being said, we can make this the number one sport for girls in high school. Hi, Kathy. You remember me, E.C.? Ah, anyway, of course. It's a small school. Milliken? Oh, I I can't talk because. (laughs) I know you know we. Yeah, my high school lost to to (laughs) Milliken and Paramount. Mm. Carson High School, that is. Recently. Yeah, recently. The same, like, two or three weeks. But going back to this, you know, yes, we want to get to Washington, D.C. Yes, we want to promote. It's bigger than that, I'm sure. That's where you're going, right? It's it's bigger. But what I'm saying is this this campaign right now is, like, now's the time. Now's as good a time as any. You Mm -hmm. know, why wait till the first quarter? I mean, now's as good a time as any. We need to be have some momentum going into the first quarter. Right. There's there's no reason not that every woman every woman who plays football, be it flag, rugby, or tackle, is not a part of a youth organization like the GFA to help elevate the game. Right. To have these girls fall in love not only with football but also with your team. 
It's your fan base. It's your opportunity to conduct camps. It's your opportunity to have a, a database in your area that we will pass on to you guys to promote the games, to get them and their parents out, you know. So it's, it's a lot that we got going on. And that's well, we, why have, I got we have our podcast that you, you um, tune into every Monday night at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. here on Facebook Live, on Blog Talk Radio, and sometimes we have it on Instagram Live as well. But we have other podcasts that we have been invited guests of, and we do post them on our Facebook page. Right. So we encourage you to listen to those. I was on Black Talk, Black Girls Talk Sports. We right. just recently interviewed on another show with um, the guy from Maryland. Right. I forgot the name of his but show. It hasn't been released yet, but as soon as the feed comes out, we're going to be sure to post that. I mean, just keep listening in. Just support us. Get to know more about what we're about. You could be an advocate for us as well. Yes, share, 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 share. Definitely. So, again, that's one of the announcements. Again, we're off on a major campaign to get members into our organization. Uh, please have them go to, again, what is it again? GFA. WhileTheyForgot.org. It is girlsfootballassociation.org, but if you have a problem getting through, that's the other the other, the other way, way to get in. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we're building that website. It's going to be a, a, a social network uh, similar to what, when I did the women's tackle football group com board, but it's going to be more membership-based, meaning that you have to be a member to gain all the access to the website. That's in the building process. Yeah, right yeah. We have a, a functioning site, but we are revamping. Mm-hmm. Revamping. Okay. Well, that's good. And, you know, lastly, outside of that, uh, we need you guys to support. We need you guys to to talk to your high schools in your area and see why girls aren't playing football. I mean, there's a lot of articles out there about a girl playing football on a team, but if we create our own teams in a league of our own, then it's not such a big deal of girls playing football. Right. You know, so that's part of the mission as well. Um, What else we got going on um, that's coming up soon? Again, we're just pushing flag football right now. We got tryouts coming up next month. We definitely going to keep you guys uh, in tune. But do your own research as well. Look up the teams in Georgia. Look up the teams in New York. Look up the teams in Florida. Look up the teams in Alaska of all places. I like saying of all places for Alaska. And then again, we'll keep you updated on what's going on here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I know that in LA, we really we're really pushing to get into the LA market, knowing that once we get there, it's going to be on. Oh. Got a big announcement of us with the with the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders event. Uh, we're doing a Inspire Jamboree here in Las Vegas on November 30th at Sunrise Mountain High School. Uh, if you're not from town, please come in town to come check it out. Yeah. There's going to be roughly about 500 girls participating in that event with the Raiders um, and ourselves, GFA, and it's going to be a, a great showcase to showcase what women, I mean, what girls can do in football at, at three levels, freshman level, JV level, and the varsity level? Well, it's going to be two parts. It's going to be part symposium. Mm-hmm. So we will have guest keynote speakers. Uh, we have a couple of vendors coming out talking about safety. Right. Um, and then I will be talking more in depth about GSA. Um, so it is going to be an actual symposium, and the girls will be out on the field at, at their, you know, designated time per level. Right. Um, starting at 10:30, so all of the um, speaking engagements start at 8:30. 8:30 in the morning, and then the the 
field play starts at 1030 and goes to about 3. Right. And then the coaches symposium, uh, coaches events last till about 11 o'clock. So it's going to be a good tight four hours of symposium teaching content. content. And then we're going to be out on the field competition. Uh, the girls are also going to be going through a combine competition uh, that the Razors will be hosting. Um, in that situation. So we got some great things lined up. We have some great things lined up. We're looking to possibly do this in some other places on the East Coast as well. Yes, got some major announcements that's going to be coming up. You guys are going to be real surprised, but you shouldn't be surprised because you got Carla and Dion doing it, you know, so don't be too surprised. Uh, but with that, my last thing before we go as far as announcements, man, I'm getting old, and I just had it over here, and it went over here. It was here, then it went here. It was Raiders, and then... Oh, the announcement of our partners that we partnered up. Oh. We've partnered up with Ready Ready List Sports, which is our our, our, our app. Education. Football educational app. We've partnered up with Unequal uh, for Safety, which is a protection gear from head gear to body gear. Body gear. and some other items they have available. Well, body and head just even got foot yeah, foot I stuff. That. I don't yeah. know what the soles are for. The soles are for. Hey, nothing's gonna stick in between. You know, <laughs> the, the soles. And then we also have uh, Power Plus mouthguards. So again, we are making our way through the football industry, partnering up and BSN. BSN, the largest distributor of athletic. equipment, athletic equipment, no matter what sport. We had just signed a contract with them last week. Uh, we'll be putting out announcements pretty soon. But we want to give it to you first here on Four Quarters of Coach Lee that we are pushing the envelope. Some people call it the, the envelope or the envelope. 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 I just say it. All right. So, again, BJ, our super-duper producer, I think we are done. We are done. We are done. We had another great show here, Four Quarters of Coach Lee. Again, we need you guys to support. We need you guys to do what, what you do. When we throw these partners out there, we need you guys to buy your equipment. That's what we got these things for, yeah. right? So, again, it's about your safety. It's about our safety. It's about staying alive. 801. It's 801, and we are out of here. 5,000 GFA. 5,000 GFA. <laughs> All right, baby.